Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube, 
We on Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. Boom! Week two is in the books. Unfortunately, we have some bad news to talk about, but it's all good, man. We got to try to find some of the positives to take out, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about some of the standouts and some of the notes that came out of week two preseason. Preseason. Let me, let me get that out of the way. Week two preseason. And uh, we'll jump back into the film room highlights and attack a couple of different plays that we saw on Saturday night. The Cowboys fall to the Seahawks 22-14. to 14. But as we know, it is not about the results, the end results for preseason is mostly about the individual guys or, or in certain stand instances, maybe a group. And um, we'll, we'll break it all down. So if y'all want to call into the show, you can. 351-999-3787 is the call in line to come through. Chat it up with your boy. But good morning, Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! How was everyone doing on this Beautiful Monday. I, I get that, you know, it, it's going to be hard to get through on that defensive side of the ball due to a specific injury there, but we suffer one on offense too. We suffer one uh, on offense that we all were excited about talking about a player. So uh, we'll, we'll push through that. Uh, we, we have a domino effect for one of those injuries that we'll talk about, and um, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. I think you guys will enjoy today's show. And then tomorrow I will be doing the show down uh, at the Omni, and, and then Wednesday we'll be talking about what we saw at practice on training camp. So that's kind of what we got lined up for y'all this week. With that said, man, with that said, let's go ahead and hit this roundup, get into some of these notes, mostly uh, injury-related news. Now that we've said hello, let's get down to business. Let's get down to it. It's time for It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. <sighs> I just got to get out the way, if y'all don't mind, man. Uh, we do have the final word on Overshown, and not just Overshown, but also John Stevens Jr., and it is both a torn ACL. I'm just gutted. I'm, I'm gutted, man. Uh, when I saw this happen during the game, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll, you'll see the reaction that I had, but ah, I'm still, I'm still gutted because Overshown was proving that he was likely going to have a role on his team. And, and we're going to put a pin in that specific point because we'll talk about it later uh, on the second half of the show. But, it, man, he was just just so much fun to watch. We talked about this when he was drafted. And I said, man, when you dig into him, you could just tell that the kid loves this game. It's, it's like a Michael Parsons love of the game. And, and it, he was just going to figure it out. And he was. Demo was figuring it out. WM Demo. I think he was going to have a role. I just do. I think he was going to have a role on his defense. I think it's, again, why you saw certain things happening on that side of the ball. Uh, but he is lost for the season. We wish him nothing but a, but a speedy and, and, and healthy recovery. And hopefully he can come back and be back to what he was looking like he was going to be in year two. But 
Uh, we'll get into more about what that injury means later. Also, like I said, John Stevens Jr. tore his ACL. Another young kid, rookie, who was pushing this roster. You know, a lot of people, a lot of us were like, hey, man, let's sneak him on this roster and, and then make some roster gymnastics on the back half to see if we can kind of develop him. But, I mean, now they don't have to do that. Now he, he can go to IR and he's going to be recovering as well. Again, sucks. It just sucks for these two dudes, two young rookies who were, were putting on good performances in preseason and camp, and they were making noise, man. They were making noise. So those two guys will be out for the season. Um, if there was a silver line to any of this, is is that they weren't the starters, so the Cowboys starters are still intact in that essence. But man, absolutely sucks. And then Matt Walesko, he left the game pretty early versus the Seahawks. He uh, messed up his shoulder. I have shoulder issues here again because it's the same thing that, you know, was going on with his shoulder. I believe his right shoulder is now his left shoulder. So it's the same damn thing. Matt Walesko just can't seem to get out of the injury bug way. And it, it, look, man. I'm not trying to, I'm not going to say it's it's a it's a lost cause at this point, but this exact thing happened last year on his other shoulder. He got hurt in preseason, said, I'm not going to get surgery, and elected to go play in the regular season, hurt it again. They said, okay, you got to get surgery. From what I'm hearing, th that, that could be another possibility. It's the same exact shoulder issue as the one he had last year where he eventually had to get the surgery to fix it up. He's just not shaped right from what I heard uh, for, for football in a sense. Like he has to get altered <laughs> to, to be that way. I know that sounds weird. I'm no doctor and I want to talk to Dr. Boothby when we get there, but that that's literally the words that were told to me. He's just not in the right, not physical shape, but quite literally the stature of his body to deal with what he has to deal with as a tackle. And it wasn't looking good anyway. Uh, out in that game, he got beat by Boye Mafi and was giving up some pressures. But Matt Walesko, I mean, the, it did come out that he was okay. So, you know, they'll probably push through this, play through the, plant, the pain. And honestly, y'all, he'll probably end up being right back here again and we'll be saying, hey, he has to get surgery on his shoulder. So the fifth round pick out of North Dakota, not state, dealing with more issues from the, in the same, uh, or not the same shoulder, but with the shoulders again. So... Not a good thing for Matt. Well, let's go. But the, the silver lining here again is that not a season ender, not anything that's going to keep him out long term. Uh, but he is, quote, end quote, OK. That's what you're saying. That is the injury spotlight brought to you by OSMI. Uh, they provide orthoscopic and robotic assisted orthopedic surgery, foot and ankle surgery, sports medicine, physical therapy and a whole bunch more Cowboys Nation. Their team of orthopedic specialists. They have offices down in Fort Worth, Decatur, Mansfield, and they provide state-of-the-art orthopedic care to all of the North Texas area. So make sure you hit them up if you want you and your loved ones that want to get a the best possible experience for medical care. Schedule a hassle-free appointment at osmifw.com. Again, we'll have Dr. Booth be on at some point, and we'll be talking about that. Then finally, I have here backup roles cemented. And the reason why I, I, I put that there, um, 
is because I feel like we're starting to see some of these backup roles cemented, right? So the, the backup running back, backup, uh, I wouldn't say tackle, but backup wide receiver, backup tight end. Like these roles are starting to be cemented. And what I want to do is I want to jump into Bomb Squad, into the film room, and we're going to look at just all that. All of the offensive side of ball essentially is what we're talking about here. We'll get to the defensive side in the second half, but on the offensive side of ball, we're going to kind of review what happened in this game with the starters and then with the backups in general. Have a little fun in doing so. So let's jump right into the film room, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboys did take the L 14 to 22, but again, it does not matter about that. We want to get right into the uh, film right off the bat. Rico Dowdle sets the tone. A lot of us were worried about who's going to be that power player. Rico puts the power behind his pads and finishes a lot of these runs, man. If he can stay healthy, I don't think we're going to be worried about the Ezekiel Elliott power role as much. And we'll get to more a little bit on Rico Dowdle. But take a look at Jalen Tober here, y'all. He just keeps growing, keeps growing, and keeps growing. He's going to win early in this route and he's going to stack this cornerback and this is kind of where i would like to see the ball thrown out tobert is open here in the nfl let him run under it let him get it maybe you get a bigger game maybe you get six but this is what makes tobert's growth great in this year too not a great ball throws a underthrown ball but he back shoulders it catches it secures it off of a pass interference Nonetheless, good pocket here for Cooper Rush. Gets the ball out. At the very least, at least it was a, a back shoulder as opposed to an interception. So you like to see that. And then to end the drive, unfortunately, Brock Hoffman, ladies and gentlemen. I don't, I don't think this is going to be it for Brock Hoffman, y'all. I, I hope they continue to look elsewhere. Brock Hoffman is going to be number 67 on your left side next to the center here. And he did not have a great game in this game. Gave up three pressures in the sack. That is now two sacks in two preseason games for Brock Hoffman. Cowboys will probably be looking in either internally at options or externally when the cutdowns come. And now we get to the second drive of the game for the starters. And this is where Cooper Rush, Jalen Tober, and these receivers started to connect. And you start to see big third down and fourth down conversions. This first one is kind of a slant flat combo. Take a look at Peyton Hendershot here. You want to get Tober on a slant, secures a catch. And Malik Davis with a nice little blitz pickup right there, ladies and gentlemen. Run that back. Run that back because this is big for guys like Malik and Rico Davis right here picking up that blitz. Cooper Rush puts it on the money. First down, Jalen Tober. After a controversial overturn of the play for third and four where I thought Jalen Tober made a nice catch, it became fourth down as you should in preseason. Mike McCarthy decides to keep him out there. And Jalen Brooks... Picks up where he left off from training camp and makes a big catch on fourth down. And again, one thing you'll notice when you see some of these route combinations are not option routes, but easy options. And we'll, we'll get to that here in a second. But Jalen Brooks, ladies and gentlemen, first down on fourth and four. Another third down play. Kevontae Turpin here in the slot is going to get open. You're going to get a nice blitz pickup from Rico Dowdle. And then Cooper Rush delivers it for a first down. Take a look at Rico right here on the left side next to Cooper Rush. Pick up this blitz. He has been your best pass blocking running back during camp and the preseason. I think that's why you're going to see him have a role in this stable here. Delivers it first down, Kevontae Turpin. 
right, Rico. Thank you for the block. Let's get downhill and get busy. Again, another powerful run. Six foot 215. He's going to be the guy that you count on and get you some of these power runs that you need to complement your stable. And I think that's what Rico Dotto is. It'll be about health. We down here in the red zone, though. And it's time for red zone Mike. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Very underrated thing about Mike McCarthy is how he executes in the red zone. I think he was a major impact, major impact in what uh, Kellen Moore was able to do in getting better in the red zone. And here we're going to have create conflict. How many times did we talk about this last year? Creating conflict. Right now, it's a one by three uh, set. And then you're going to have a motion from Jalen Tober to get a read on the defense. Now we got the read. They're bumping out. And we're going to have this awesome Awesome concept that puts everybody in a bind here. And, and this is what I love about this play. It's going to be a natural pick rub route right here. Tober might have to sell it a little bit better, but nonetheless, it didn't get flagged. We love to see it. And if this cornerback, if it's man coverage, right, and I follow him, I got the swing route here, and this guy's going to get picked wide open. If it's zoned and he sits down on this flat, right now you're going to have, I believe, that's Peyton Hendershot to the corner route wide open. So actually, in man or zone, if you run this right, you can have options here, and that's exactly what happens. You're going to get the coverage. You're going to see uh, Jalen Tobert, I believe it is, get the pick wide open. And it, this is easy buttons. These are the easy buttons we talk about. Now, Tober might have to sell a little bit more, a little better, so he doesn't get the flag, and he didn't get the flag, and it worked out. If he had bit here, talk about the corner, wide open right here to Peyton Hendershot. You deliver it right now, and he gets that touchdown, and... I believe it was Rico Dotto who talked about getting in the end zone for the Cowboys for the first time. Let's take a listen. Guys up front, give them the credit. They did a good job um, finding small creases in there, um, just trying to get north to south. So I think it's pretty solid, though. Getting the touchdown reception into the end zone, how did it feel to just kind of break through and get that? Uh, felt real good, especially after last week, being so close to the end zone and, and dropping it. But, yeah, felt real good. Let's fast forward to Will Greer's turn now. And this is where he's going to work the play action, and you're going to see these layers develop in the play action. What do you mean by layers, Sky? This is what I mean by layers. Nice play action footwork here. Pause it. Boom. Layers. We've got the short route. Intermediate. Deep. And if this cornerback wants to pass off this route and stop it here, you got the deep route wide open. But they don't. And again, more easy buttons with layered options within them. Not option routes. Not option routes. Once again, we're going to get another play action. This time, Will Grills going to kill it. Kill, kill, kill. Kill, kill, kill. And we're going to get another play action this way. Luke Schoolmaker is going to make his uh, debut in this game right here. Rolls out. Easy. This is easy. He could have ran for the first down. But put it in your playmaker's hands and get another first for the Cowboys. One more play action. Now, this time, after about three or four play actions on this damn drive, they kind of actually pick it up on the back end. But this is why the layers are important. Here's your layers. One, two, three. Covered pretty well, but you kind of got that backside uh, drop here by, I believe that's Sean McEwen. So, again, easy buttons for the quarterback. Sean McEwen did a nice job here picking up 92. Pinning, rolling, making himself available, completing the catch, and getting inside the red zone. Once you do all that, now you give it to number 42 and just let him work. 
Nice pin pull action here. Usually people get tackled at that point, but Deuce Vaughn just has this balance about him, man, that is so unique. It is hard to bring him down because he's so low to the ground. You might say big hole. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a huge hole. A lot of people will fit through that and make a nice play, but Deuce Vaughn doesn't get tackled at the third level and scores his second touchdown of the preseason. And he has some words about his game and about that play in general. Uh, yeah, I mean... Big time, of course, can't take all the credit. Uh, great scheme, great call, great blocking up front, and then uh, put the ball in the end zone for the second time uh, in a row. As weeks go, just building that consistency uh, and just uh, trying to put my best uh, foot forward. Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn, I think they continue to stack days. Yes, I know you might say Rico Dowdle had to fumble last week and the block punt this week, but from a running standpoint, uh, I believe he and Deuce Vaughn have solidified that backup role. Now, who are the other offensive standouts? We talked about a few of them here, Cowboys Nation. Let's get to uh, the other three. Actually, let's talk about all of them. Cooper Rush, I think, deserves to get a little bit of credit here for that 17-play 80-yard drive where he converted a fourth and four and two big third down plays there. Look, he, I don't think he's ever going to go past what he is physically. And you saw that on the deep ball, right? You saw... Uh, there was space, nothing but space and opportunity for Cooper Rush to get it out there for Jalen Tober, but that's not his game. He doesn't have that type of arm. What he can do, though, I think he can hit those shorter routes and put the ball in playmakers' hands and do it at a high level. Listen to this. Not just not just Cooper Rush here. This is kind of the quarterbacks collectively. I looked this up because I'm like, I know it doesn't look like the, the quarterbacks are going crazy because they're not. But they are looking way more comfortable and, and completing way more passes than they have in years past, and they are. This year, in 2023 preseason, they've completed 71% of their passes over the first two games. In 2021 and 2022 combined, they completed 55% of their attempts. 55. We talked about this uh before preseason started, we said we should be able to get a better idea about the cues in this scheme and about the receivers in the scheme because this offense is designed to help both of those units and you're seeing it. Now, that doesn't mean it's been always been clean for either of the quarterbacks, but at least they're getting the ball completed to the receivers and giving them opportunity to make plays. So I got Cooper Rush here as an offensive standout from yesterday. And uh, Rico Dowdle, we talked about Rico Dowdle. I thought he stacked another good game from a running standpoint. Um, he showed that power that he has behind those pads. He's got some juice with it as well, a little bit of wiggle to go with it. And now he's starting to, I shouldn't even say start. He is becoming your most trusted pass blocking running back. And that's really where a lot of people are saying we're going to miss Zeke is in the pass blocking department. Well, if Rico can just be half as good as what elite Zeke was from a pass blocking standpoint, Cowboys should be fine. But he definitely gives you something from a running back standpoint. Now he's adding in receiving yards, right? Nice catch last week, fumbled, don't like it, but then he caught a nice pass this week on a great concept and scored a touchdown. Is that Josh Ball? Yes, it's Josh Ball. Listen, if we're going to give him a hard time when he's bad, we have to acknowledge when he does well. And this was by far, not even close, his best game since he put on that star for the Dallas Cowboys. I know it's preseason, no, it's backups. It is what it is. He needs something to build momentum if he's going to be on this damn team. And for the first time in his career, he had a clean 
slate. He allowed zero pressures. He allowed zero sacks. He had zero penalties. And for that alone, I'm going to tip my hat to one Josh Ball. Now, do I trust him? No. I'm just pointing out who stood out in the game on Saturday. And Josh Ball stood out. He, we talked about this last week. He is, look, if you ask him to help, just say, hey, look, we're going to do a duo. You just help with the center or you help with the tackle and push a dude. He'll do that. And then when that, when the other guy is done, he'll continue to do it. So he did that well uh, too. So Josh Ball definitely had his best game. And I thought it was worthy of at least saying something. That don't mean he's going to be anything for the Cowboys. I'm just saying he had a good game. Uh, Deuce Vaughn and Jalen Tober once again kind of star the top two guys from um, from the offense. Deuce had two good runs, two not good runs in regards to production, a four-yard and a 14-yard and a touchdown, and the other two was uh, negative yards. Uh, very Barry, Barry Sanders-ish, right? But, no, seriously, he had a- another good game because of the touchdown. Again, you might say anybody can run through that hole and and score, but once you get to that third level, most def- most offensive running backs are are getting tackled. Deuce being so low to the ground, that leverage, that contact balance that he has, if you're going to try to you know tackle him with one hand or, or not be disciplined and breaking down when you're doing it, he'll make you miss. And he did that. And then Jalen Tobert, leading the team in receiving yards, continuing to stack, right? Continuing to grow. I'm done in regards to don't need to see more. He did what he was supposed to do in his preseason, put together two uh, games where he had extensive snaps and he and he put that production out there. My one request coming into preseason from the receiver standpoint, I said, I want to see somebody have those games, right? Last year, the leading receiver was 44 yards total in all three games total. That's, that's just ridiculous. I wanted to see somebody have one of these games or two of these games. And Jalen Tober has done that. He is growing. He is here. And, and, and he, I said this on Twitter, with his growth and with Michael Gallup's health, I think this wide receiver room rivals the 2021 wide receiver room. The Sed Wilson, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper room. I think it rivals it with Jalen's growth and with if Gallup is healthy. Because Tobert, I'm sorry, because uh, Lamb and Cooks, those are your top two. They make one of the best duos in the league, in my opinion. Tobert's growth, very similar to Sed, it feels like. I feel like if he can have a Sed Wilson type of impact, that's amazing. And then, obviously, this will hinge on Michael Gallup being back healthy. And if if so, I think this room rivals 2021. I truly do, Cowboys Nation. I truly do. It was a fun room. It was a fun room, Peasy. And honestly, said helped save it a little bit um, when, when Gallup won. down. I shouldn't use the word save uh, because you still had two top guys. But nonetheless, he had 600 yards, six tutties that game or that season and made hella important catches. Uh, he was clutch for you. He also returned. One thing that that you probably miss about said is a trick plays. You know, he could throw the rock better than any of your receivers. So you know, he was very important in that room. Tobert, I think, is going to be a better receiver uh, than he was. But but said was all around a good a good player for you. And I think that Tobert can be that same put in that same situation if he is put in that situation. So that is kind of the offensive side of things. We'll flip it over to the defense in a second. But I want to talk to y'all uh, in a little bit. Oscar says, do I do I want to play Tobert? Nope. Uh, next game? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, 
I want to see what we got in Moreno Cropper. Uh, if the if the Durden kid is going to be available with the concussion, more from Dontario Drummond, Dennis Houston's like let these guys get these reps. Tobert has proven that he can firmly not only just be in your wide receiver four, be your wide receiver four, but if you need to throw him out there, you now have the confidence that he's going to know where to be, where to line up, and secure the catch. Uh, he had another good game, man. He's stacking, he's stacking. So yeah, I'm not really playing him. I want to see these other guys. Some of these guys aren't even going to make the team, but I want to see if, if it's if it's worthy of bringing them back to the practice squad. Not me personally, but th them. They're going to want to see if, if, hey, do we need to bring him back or is there another, another David Durden out there? Is there another Cropper out there, et cetera, et cetera? Because something Stephen Jones said pre-game, I believe it was. He said that, hey, look, these guys aren't just competing with guys on this roster they're competing with guys around the league as well so i think that's telling and i don't need to see any more from Jalen. do y'all need to see any more from Jalen? no we need to see other guys kind of step up and make some noise all right let's get to uh chris from alaska if you guys want to call in call in lines right here below me what's good chris hey oh sorry hold up all right sorry i had to pause the tv um I just wanted to talk about um, uh, Deuce Vaughn, man. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, man. We need to wrap him up for, for week one. Like, we, we've seen enough. Uh, we've already gotten some injuries happening. We don't need any more injuries at all in this preseason. Um, especially with the overshone thing, I am a little bit worried about the yeah. linebacker depth. Um, I think we need to bring someone in just for – Obviously, probably, we're probably not going to be able to find someone that can do the role Overshone had with the speed and what he was able to do with his skill set. But I think I we got a guy. bring one in. Who do you got? I got a guy that could bring in. I don't know that they'll do it because it may cost a little bit more, but at this point, he might have to just take what you can take. I, I'm Look, I brought this name up months ago when, when I was worried about the, the linebacker depth, and that's uh, Rashawn Evans. Rashawn Evans had a career Rashawn. year last year for the Falcons. And he's still on the street. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. But if everything checks out, he's a guy to bring in. But uh, we'll talk. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Yeah, I would bring him. I didn't even know he was he was out there. Um, I was thinking about Dewan Jones, but he went to the Panthers. Oh, Dion, Dion, but, uh, yeah, Dion Jones got scooped up. Yeah, Dion Jones, Dion Jones, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I I. Really want. I really am worried about O line as well. Like, well, let's go. It's just been getting beat, and with the injury, I don't know how that's going to work because there's really no one we can go out there to get more depth at O line. The only guy I can think of is Jason Peters, but he's not even really reliable with how big he is and how old he is. He always got. He's always has to get off the field every once in a while to catch up his breath and stuff. So, you know, if you th if. Yeah, unless there's someone out there that gets cut from another team. That there you just, go. Uh, what I, got cut. Just what I've been told is followed. is you know, what I've been told is that there there could be some some draft capital that could be be used if they go that route. So so possibly a trade. Yeah. Um, I mean, somebody gets cut. That's yeah, you could bring somebody in, but I think they're they're looking for somebody that can be of use not saying that a cut guy yeah, can't be but if somebody gets cut they got cut right an offensive lineman gets cut that's 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 noteworthy so th there could possibly yeah. be a trade if um 
if they're looking to go that route. And it, out of all the O-line um, positions, do you think it's the left tackle that we need the most, or do you think it's another um, part of the O-line? Uh, you, you, here's the problem. And, I, and when I was talking with, with the person, that, this is the issue. You have your left tack, backup left tackle. His name is Tyler Smith. There, there's nobody on the roster I'm trusting more than Tyler Smith to go out there. It's not happening. Okay? Not, not Matt Willetsko, not anybody. It's Tyler Smith. But you're not moving Tyler yeah. to right tackle. So you probably are going to need to go get you a right ta- a backup right tackle for this team. Um, and probably a left guard. Like, that, that's the issue you got, man. You don't got a guy that's that's a pure swing. You know, the tight and seckies of the world. You don't have that guy. And then you don't you don't have Connor McGovern anymore that was a swing interior. You're, you're yeah. depth. Now, Awesome Richards is probably going to factor into this. I don't think they're going to go out and get two different dudes. I think they're going to probably say, hey, Awesome, you, you got to play left guard if what's his name has to go out to left tackle. Um, or they say, hey, look, this week we're going to work you at right tackle and, and then play you in the Raiders game uh, at right tackle and see if we can kind of get your feet acclimated in case we need you to play right tackle. But they're playing a dangerous game right now. Uh, with the depth, and, and the good thing is, is it's not a Kellen Moore offense anymore. So even if the O line is having trouble throughout the season, the ball is going to be getting out pretty fast. You know what I mean? So I mean, want to hold their blocks. I mean, block. I hear I'm you. Not... I hear you, but bro, you can't. You still have to like. Like, did you see the Brock Hoffman yeah, play? I, yeah. I, I don't still, care what how many steps it is. You got to block. You got you got to be yeah. able to block it up because you know what's going to happen. If I know you can't block my guy. And he's he's been working you. I'm sitting on that three-step drop. Now you can't work the deep part of the offense, which if you looked at it schematically, um, they are definitely going to be working. I think it was Brian Schottenheimer who said it. We're going to work every inch of the field. And and, in their concepts, this is what I love. In their concepts, there is the short, there's the medium, there's the deep, but it's not all on the same side. It's not, you know, just all verts or a vert and a hook. There are there are really good concepts that you're seeing out there at camp. You've seen a couple of them actually in the games where they're going to be attacking this field. And if you can't block it, I can't get to the deep part of that. The Jalen Tobert pass, right? I can't do it. Yep. Thanks for taking my call, man. My call, yep. man. You have a great no day. Man. You too. Yeah, I think they're going to have to to make some some calls, man. Or or evaluate. Let me just say that they're going to have to evaluate the position. They they I don't think they can sit on their hands at at the offensive line. Brock Hoffman's not it. I, I personally don't trust Forniak either at left guard. I don't have a who's my backup right tackle. Left tackle maybe you could argue Awesome Richards, but again now now I have to rely on a fifth round pick that I really was just trying to get here developed and and you know Matt well let's go be that guy. But that's not looking like the case. So, so the Cowboys are going to have to make some some decisions here. And I think the August twenty first. I think either this week or next week, you'll you'll see them do something. That, that's all I'm gonna say. I think they'll do something. I can't see them standing pat. And some of that, as we switch over to the defensive side of the ball, might have to be at linebacker. And we talked about it a little bit with the caller. Now, let me go over some of these defensive notes. The first one is the sad news. DeMarvion Overshawn. He is out for the season with a torn ACL. And I say the Overshawn domino because there is a domino effect that comes into place. And I wanted to have this conversation because I'm noticing this on Twitter. People are saying, oh, you're fine at linebacker. Just bring in one of the safeties to play linebacker. 
I get that from a package standpoint. Like that big nickel, these things, they're going to play that, right? But the reason why I'm I'm interested in two things. A, either bringing in a linebacker or B, seeing if a guy's like Brillo and, and Devin Harper can step up is because you're going to need the depth at the... You're going to need actual linebacker depth. If something happens to Clark or LVE, J-Ron Kirst and Donovan Wilson are not playing full-time linebacker. I repeat, if something to were happen, to happen to Damone Clark or LVE, J-Ron Kirst, Donovan Wilson, Marquise Bell, they're not playing full-time linebacker. They're not playing middle linebacker. They're not going to be doing these down-in, down-out things that you ask them, those guys to do. So that's why I'm interested in either veteran depth, linebacker depth, or seeing if a guy like Brillo Cox and Devin Harper can step up. Now, at this point in time, I think they're going to know. They're going to know if they feel good about either of these two guys. Both have had solid preseasons, if we're being honest. But again, it's preseason. In the regular season, you're going to get worked. And if you see it right here, I have role was in place. And this is what I mean for DeMarvin Overshawn. I truly do believe Overshawn was going to have a role on his team. Was it going to be an every down role? Probably not right away. But I do think he was going to have packages where he came in here and did some linebacker things for you. You saw it. And I think that's why you saw or you see Dan Quinn so comfortable. So comfortable in, in asking LVE to take on another task. Asking him to, hey, do this. Because if if you're doing, if you can get on the edge and, and pass rush, I can put Overshone and Damone Clark on the field together for, for 10, 15 plays or whatever. Without DeMarvion Overshone, I'm looking into the market, whether it be right now with Rashawn Evans. I, that's a guy I've been high on from the, from the jump. I would go out there and make a call, see what's up there. 100%. Or maybe you wait till cut downs happen and, and you see what's out there from a linebacker standpoint. Maybe somebody didn't quite fit, you know, schematically elsewhere or there had to be some some cap casualties or whatever. And, and, and you scour the market. But I'm interested, me personally, Skywalker still, is interested in looking for a veteran out there or, or more depth. Cox, Overshaw, I'm sorry, Cox or Devin Harper, get turn to step up, though. If they stand pat, it should turn to step up. Mozzie Smith, I have under here, teach tape night. The big fella's going to watch this one, and he's going to boil because this was not a good night for the big man. It is what it is. After what I thought was a pretty good week one in preseason, he couldn't stack those games, right? He would... The reaction he got in week one is the reaction he he should that should have been for this performance because this was not a good one. You know, he got turned a few times. Uh, he really wasn't good backside. He's still working on the get off. But when you see him put it together, when you when you see him use his hands and later in the game, he started to get off a little bit better. You saw what made him the pick that he was. But there was no consistency to it. And it was way more negative plays than there were positive in this game. And I think he'd tell you that. It wasn't a good night for him. It just is what it is. But my goodness. <laughs> Social media went crazy. Went crazy. Look, you can, you can live in a world where you say, hey, man, that was not a good game for Mozzie. That, that was a teach tape night. 
while also not saying, oh man, this guy is Taco Charlton. We gotta be we gotta be better than this. We have got to be better than this. And I understand that's a loud uh minority, but it's there. It's there. Nonetheless, not a great night for Mozzie. Um, he's gonna go back, watch this, and and, and I think he's gonna get better for it. This is gonna happen. This is definitely gonna happen, especially when you're your principles or your philosophy of what you're doing on a defensive line is drastically different from what you did in college. It's going to take some time. You might see some days like this, but I think he'll get better for it. Um, and you and you would rather this type of game happen now. You don't want this to happen during a regular season. Uh, you want him to learn from this, work on his technique, work on his hands, continue to develop that get off, which I don't think is going to happen overnight. I think that is something I'm learning is going to take some time with him. Um, and, and hey, who knows? Also, maybe once you get to the regular season and you're next to a Jonathan Hankins or you're next to D-Law, you're next to Micah and these guys, things could be different for him. But uh, from a game standpoint, week one, I thought it was great tape. I thought it was really good tape from Ozzy. Week two, teach tape. That's a teach tape one. They call him fat. Kelvin Joseph, are we ready to say boss man fat yet? <laughs> Stock is up, y'all. Kelvin Joseph preseason has been so much better than in years past. He has stacked good games on top of each other. He had a few pass breakups on Saturday, and when targeted this preseason, he has a passer rating of 39.6. Oh, well, Sky, it's only preseason. I know. I know it's only preseason, but again, much like Josh Ball, you are trying to get some positive momentum for guys that they look like they might be having a count on. And Kelvin Joseph is getting positive momentum. Look, I know we can hate Josh Ball. We can hate, you can hate Kelvin Joseph. But if they do good things out there, you have to acknowledge it. Or are you just being phony? You know, you just stick it to your agenda. Kelvin Joseph, the very first thing we said about him coming into this preseason was he was going to have to be loud. He's going to have to be loud. And he has been over the last two games. 39.6 quarterback rating when targeted. Yeah, it's preseason. But in his first two years, when targeted in the preseason, 118 passer rating. Year one. 113 passer rating. Year two. Maybe, just maybe, him moving inside to the slot has him feeling more comfortable. He played 33 snaps in the slot on Saturday. And hey, look, you can hate the guy all you want. It has been better for him in the preseason. Those are just facts. Those are just facts, man. Now, is it good enough for him to make this team? That is where they're going to have some conversations. If he continues to show in preseason that his stock is rising and a guy like Eric Scott, who is a rookie, is not carrying over the camp to the preseason games. It hasn't been a great preseason for him. He's going to be here. He's not going to get cut. But I don't know, based off of just preseason games, that you can come out of these games and say, yeah, Eric Scott, I'm depending on. Not saying I want to depend on the fifth or sixth corners in general, but nonetheless, it's a conversation they're going to have to have in there. And it can go deeper. You can you can, you can can go down to C.J. Goodwin and all that good stuff, right? But Kelvin Joseph, I think his stock has been pointing up the last two preseason games, and he seems to be comfortable in that slot. And then finally, Isaiah Land. Just too much juice, man. It, just too much juice... I don't put it this way. You know how we talked about 
there's going to be like 1,100 people that are going to be out there in the market once everybody gets cut. So it might be easier to sneak somebody through. Yeah, I don't think we sneaking no Isaiah Lane. Don't think we sneaking no Isaiah Lane. Uh, two games, he's got eight pressures. He's got the sack. He's got six hurries. I, I don't view him as a linebacker. Uh, he, he's listed as a linebacker. Maybe they want to list him as an outside linebacker. This is a go-get-the-passer. This is, this is your Dante Fowler replacement in the future. Not saying now. I'm Look, I like Land. I'm, but I still like Fowler to just go get the pass rusher. And again, I'm trying to win six, so I want all these dudes. I, I'd rather go deeper at the defensive end line uh, and cut somewhere else as opposed to cut from any of my defensive ends or pass rushers uh, just for the sake of keeping them. So Isaiah Land, I just think, got too much juice. I think that, you know, what you saw from a pass rush standpoint in college is starting to carry over here from an upside standpoint. Not an every down player. I don't think he's going to give you much in the run game right now. But if need be, if injuries start to stack up and you got to, you know, you go end game and he's one of your guys with a D-Law out there, with a Micah out there, with the interior pushing Osa, who I thought Osa had a good game too, with an Osa, yeah, man, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to keep Isaiah Land on this team. And I got to figure out how the hell to do it. But I think he's one of, I have two, one of two guys you probably – would take on this roster as an undrafted free agent. I'm not really counting Brandon Aubrey, but if you want to, you can count him. So those are my defensive notes from the game as well. Again, 351-999-3787. Y'all can call in. I uh, left a lot of things off offense and defense on purpose so that we can have this conversation. So let's have this conversation. 240. What's goody? Scott, what's going on, man? What's up with you? Uh, first time caller, long time listener, man. Love what you're doing, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. What's on your mind? Listen, the famous quote is, uh, the the rumors of our demise have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> the amount of phone calls I got after the, the second game with dudes that we are, who are high potential guys, overshone, uh -huh. high potential guys, yeah. uh, Stephen Jones, high, high potential guys. These are all rotation guys, and you would have thought, that Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb was out for the season, and and you know Doomsday was was upon the Dallas Cowboys. This is a joke, man. Like this team is as fortified as that. If we have to sit here on a Monday morning, and you're talking about what we're doing to increase depth yeah, for yeah. this team, they put a they put a dynamite roster together already. All these guys are sprinkles and icing, man. This cake is baked, brother. Like we got a good squad out here. Uh, but I want to hold you hold you long. One question I did have for you, brother, sure. is if everything's healthy, um, left side, right side, with Tyron and Tyler on one side, left uh, left guard, uh, excuse me, with right guard and uh, Zach and uh, and uh, Terrence on the other side. <laughs> no, no need to say it. And the right side is better than the left side if, if everything's healthy. Oh no, no, no! I was helping you out saying Terrence and, and Zach. So yeah, yeah. You, so your question is, which which side is better? Which side is better if everything's healthy? And I'll let you go after that one, brother. Take care. Oh, I love when y'all put I love when y'all ask these questions. Right side. This is the fun question because you're gonna have them both, but but y'all answer that one. Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, healthy, or Zach Martin, whoo, I like this, and Terrence Steele. That's good. I got the right. 
I still think Zach is a better. Pl- I think right now Zach is a better player. I don't give a damn healthy than Tyron. Um, and and look, man, I just think Terrence still is a is he's a Pro Bowl right tackle to me. Now I think Tyler's fantastic. Tyler is, and I asked this question specifically because somebody had brought it up in the mailbag. They said, "Hey, what's going on with Tyler down there? I haven't heard much." And so I reached out and said, "Like I'm not down there. No one talks about offensive line play all like that individually. What's t- Tyler Smith looking like?" It's top 10 player at camp. Top 10 player in camp. So Tyler Smith is projecting and progressing wonderfully. But I don't know if there's a wrong answer here. Left side or right side? I like the right side. I think the right side is better. Not, not, not most important, uh, just who you think is better out of the two sides. Good call. Nice question. Peasy said, I can't do it. TJ said the left side by the slimmest. That's the thing, right? Is there a wrong answer here? You got two Hall of Famers. I think one is playing better than the other right, uh, right now. It's better than the other. And you got two young guys who whose arrows are pointing up. I like it. Depends on the play. Uh, let's get Twan from Connecticut on the horn. What's good, Twan? Sky, what's up, baby? What's happening? Man, uh, oh, good. Hey, Scott, that was me um, commenting you on Twitter about about Gallup this weekend too. About Gallup? Yeah, about 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 Tober taking Gallup spot. Uh, I've been getting a lot of those since we talked about it last week, so I, I'm I'm not quite sure, but but I pro- did I interact back? AJ 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 one way is the name, but why I called is man that that play you just you just. Um, went through with Rico Dallas scoring a touchdown. Yeah, man, I can't wait to I can't wait to see that play call with the ones, man. I can't I can't wait to see it. Come on, man. I can't because it was a beautiful it was it was a beautiful play. It was so simplistic, and you had options. You had options, just like you said, and that's and that's what I loved about it. Come on, man. It, 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 there's easy buttons worked and baked within this offense. Um, and look, some of these things we're doing are just just standard West Coast principles, but we hadn't seen that. In years past, and in the details, it's just gonna make it so much easier. It was an easy read for Cooper Rush. It was a quick, easy read too at that. So, yeah, I'm excited for the ones. I can't, I can't wait to see what Dak does. Like I said, I honestly think Dak will have a real efficient year this year. Might play at an MVP level, and the way the way Tober is looking, man, and just like you said, this 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 receiver group matches 2021. I agree. I agree. And honestly, it honestly. It honestly does, and I I just can't wait. Godspeed. I'm wishing Godspeed to Overshown and um the boy Stevenson because man that was bad. Those are those are two bad losses because they were definitely death pieces, and I I, I honestly like the both of them. Yeah, it, it, that like I said I was gutted. You know, I was I was gutted from from that those injuries because those two guys I think had a. I think they we're going to have roles on this team. Maybe not right now in regards to Stevens, but in the future. And last and last but not least, man, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of him, but he, he showed me, and, and, and I said he had to show me, Deuce Vaughn making the team, bubble wrap him, man. Bubble Deuce, wrap him. Deuce Vaughn making the team. You didn't think Deuce was making the team. <laughs> I, 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 I knew he was going to make the team, but I didn't really believe in them like that. I'm yeah. not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. Man, you, he's running back too, especially being running back too. I didn't, I didn't say it. I'm thinking more like three. We set up some packages for him. Man, I'm cool with him being running back too. 
Let me say this. Let me let me say this because uh, I, I I talked about it last week. I don't I don't think you should put a number on it no more. I don't even care about one two or two three whatever. You know why? Because you're going to use all three. I truly do believe that, bro. Yeah, I think I you're going to use all three of these running backs. When I say all three, I'm talking about obviously Tony Pollard. Rico Dallas is kind of going to be that downhill guy, pick up blitzes and, and whatnot. And then Deuce Vaughn is going to have a, I hate to even use the term package, but he's going to have, he's going to be game plan for. Here we go. He's going to be game plan for yeah. week in, week out on this team. So, you know, whether it's two or three, I think it'll depend on that day. If Rico is just, they cannot stop Rico because it's just power is just hurting him. Rico might be the one with the 10 touches, 10 carries. If Deuce Vaughn's quickness and shiftiness and out the backfield catching it, he's killing him. He might be the one with the 10, 10, 10 carries, 10 touches. But each week, TP's getting at least 15 to 18, I think. I think I think so, too, man. Good call, Scott. Good call. Yeah, <laughs> good call. Sometimes I feel like that. I appreciate you, Twan. Sometimes I feel like, depending on who's on the horn, I'm the one calling into y'all show. It's all good, though. Yeah, so that, that's why I didn't want to put a number on it last week because I, I'm kind of comfortable saying that this is going to truly be a committee. This is going to truly be a stable, whatever, uh, of backs, and you're going to use all three. At one point, I did think it was going to be four, but I don't think that's the case. I think Malik is a guy that will get the axe, and they'll bring him back on the practice squad like they did last year. And if not, you go get another Malik Davis out there, y'all. It's, it's really not that serious. Um, but I do think those are your top three backs, TP, Rico and Malik or TP Rico and Deuce Vaughn and all of them every week I think will touch the rock they will and I'm happy for it you know why because I thought that that should have been the case last year I thought last year especially when Zeke got hurt there was no reason not to include Malik Davis during the regular season so you can a see more I'm talking about with Zeke out there when Zeke came back you still gave Malik Davis the rock but a, see him more out there, get more experience, and B, keep the wear and tear off of Ezekiel Elliott going into the playoffs. Um, it's going to be vital to do that for Tony Pollard. I'm not, I'm not trying to put everything on Tony Pollard's back. There might be games you don't even need Tony Pollard to carry the ball 15, 18 times. There might be games where he, he only needs 12 carries and he gets you five catches. And normally, when you're catching balls out the backfield, a lot of the times these running backs can just run out of bounds. So maybe he only gets hit, you know, a half dozen times or so. But you want to make sure that he is fresh, dressed, and ready to go for the playoffs. Let's get back to it, man. We got CT, the Madden head on the horn. What's good, CT? What's going on, my guy? What's up with you? I need everybody to relax, man. I think that Mozzie is getting this label just because what we've been doing the past three years with our first-round picks. So they expecting him to rip, send his face open, and get five tackles for losses out the gate when that ain't reality. That, that, yeah, that's definitely not reality. I still I mean, do feel that, like, yeah, Seeing him get beat, that ain't never good, but that's still, like like you said, it's teeth tape. He's going to look at them like, okay, I did this wrong. Let me try this next time. Or I feel like he's smart enough to know right. that he didn't do as well as we wanted him to do, and he's going to bounce back. And this is 17-game season. We want him to be his best in the playoffs, not right now. Yeah, if, if 
if I was worried about his his mental, if I was worried about his work ethic, <clears throat> excuse me, if he had red flags off the field in the film room, things like that, I would be extremely concerned. I shouldn't use the term extremely. It's one game, but I, I might be concerned. Uh, but I'm not worried about that. I, I think Mozzie is a is a determined uh, guy. I think he's going to get right back into the film room, right back on the field, and he wants to be great, and he's going to put the work in to do it. So I don't really worry about it. And I still do believe he's going to have a positive impact on this team this year. Um, but I don't think you're going to right. see him out there playing 30 snaps a game. I think it might come they, in a they, in, you know, 15-snap type of situation, year one. And they got to realize, we still got Big Hank. So right. that's that's the guy right now. He's the guy that's going to be doing all the stuff you want Mozzie to do. Yeah, yeah, you won't be asked. Mozzie's playing something like thirty snaps or whatever. I, I don't think he's going to be doing that. So you'll you'll be getting a a full tank of Mozzie out there, you know, and spelling a whether it be Bohanna, whether it be Osa, whether it be Hank, uh, Hankins, and then obviously he's going to be out there with the ones. Then you know, I changes things too. Exactly. And then I got a hot take on Bland. Hot take. Let's go. Even though like. I ain't going to lie. I haven't been liking what I've been seeing from him this whole camp. Okay. But since I've I seen him in a game, I feel like quarterbacks are going to try him the most. And since he's just so ball dominant and on the ball, he's going to have about eight to nine picks this year. Oh, I thought you were going the other way. I thought you said, I no, take on like, playing. I don't like what I saw. So I haven't. Like, I'm going to be honest. I haven't liked it. But sure. I still know, like, even in the game, he he bit down on the ball. He Ooh, that, outside. That double move mistaken. ate him up. Yeah. But if think about it, if he do that in the slot and he bite down on, they not gonna do all this in the slot. He gonna come down and he gonna take that to the crib. Yeah, yeah. I think what they're doing, and I think it was Dan Quinn who actually talked about it a little bit, maybe with another player. But he brought up Bland, how they were working him at one position. Um, in preparation in case something happens. So I think what you're seeing right now is that if anything were to happen to Gilmore or to Diggs, Bland's going to go on the outside, but he is your slot corner in general. And, you know, he he seemed a bit more comfortable in there last year. Like, they're, they're, he wasn't getting hit up with double moves, but he they're got hit up with one on Saturday. Right. Yeah. He's still young, though, but good talk, Scott, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, CT. Yeah, uh, Deron Bland got hit up pretty bad with that double move, but I I'm not worried about Deron Bland. I, I think, again, this is kind of the downside of not seeing your starters is that you, you only can base it off of what you have. And honestly, if you go look at what the first, this first team defense, this backup team, let me say, would you go look at the backups, what they've done against first team offenses, uh, the last two weeks, I, I thought it was more positives than negatives overall. But there was obviously way too many big plays being made on the secondary. Uh, that's one of them. He's a starter, so you, you don't like to see that. But from the backup second, like backup, backup secondary, not named Kelvin Joseph, a lot of big plays are being made on these safeties uh, and some of these cornerbacks. So you don't like to see that. And that's something McCarthy comes out the game every week and says, hey, look, we lost the big play battle. We were negative two, meaning – they had two more big plays than we did. We want to win that big play battle each week. And a lot of it is these explosive big plays, either whether it be from a, a run, a couple of them in that sense, outside, or a, a deep ball. You know, and you don't want that. So, 
something to keep an eye on. Let's lock this up. Ain't heard from Reek in a grip. What's good, Reek? Yo, what's good, Scott? How you doing? I'm good, bro. What's up, man? Um, what's going on, Cowboy Nation? Um, what I think about this team is just I we we've been having bad luck every time we see Seattle in the damn preseason game with injuries, man. Every time I don't know who the hell scheduling that with us going to Seattle to play Seattle. We always get somebody always get injured. So, you know, it's sad to see that Overshawn gone for the season. Yeah. And uh the the new uh the tight end, the other rookie tight end, man, I'm like, man, damn, can we get a break up in this month? You know, but you know, I, I guess get it out the way early, you know what I mean? Um uh it's sad that we lost them for the season, but we gotta keep on pushing and uh hopefully uh, the organization go find us another linebacker. You know what I mean? Uh, Harper cool. Hopefully, um, Cox and uh, Jabril can step uh, step up. Pause. He can step up and uh, be that linebacker we need him to be. You know what I mean? It, it, it's time. Or go find somebody else. Yeah. Uh, as far as the tight end, now without there's no tight end battle no more. You know what I mean? Uh, we got our tight ends. We set, you know, uh, that's a that's a blessing too that we already got our tight ends set. We we deep in, uh, for that. But uh, as far as the uh, our rookies and stuff and our second team players getting burnt and stuff, we want to see this stuff early because it's the preseason. That's the reason we had the preseason so you can get all the kinks and stuff out of uh, out of your out of your uh, team to see what's what what do we need to improve on moving. Hello. Moving forward. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we we want to see what we need to do moving forward, you know what I mean, to better the team because I still think we got good players on this team, you know what I mean, even though they got oh, yeah. burnt. Like, you know, Scott, Scott got burnt. Yeah, Scott got burnt. You know, that's cool, but he got burnt by the first team, and we was still playing them damn good, you know, if you ask me. We still played – we played Seattle pretty good, if you ask me. Uh but, you know, um, I do want to see a couple snaps from the starters in this last game. You know what I mean? Just to get people ready, you know. You ain't got to keep them on the field that long. Uh, I don't think the whole team should – the whole uh, starting, like, defense and offense, a team should have to sit out the whole preseason. I think they need to get ramped up to yeah, uh, play week one. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I just, I'm just not comfortable one side or the other. I, I'm going to be real. I can't say with my chest that I would like to see him because part of me wants to. But then I see these injuries happen and I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. So, you know, I definitely would one possession, right? Maybe two possessions. But then I say to myself, mm -hmm. is it is that really going to do anything? Is it really going to do anything? And, and, I, and I come back and say, I don't think it will. But then you got, you know, Andy Reid, right, out there playing his guys two, three games and, and doing it for an entire half and, how do you argue against a Super Bowl winning coach? So I don't think there's an exact science exactly. to it. I don't because two years ago, mm -hmm. Cowboys didn't play starters in preseason. They came out, put up 400 yards um, on offense and ha had the lead against Tom Brady. And at that point in time, it's defending Super Bowl champions until the defense gave up the touch or the, mm -hmm. uh, the game winning drive. So, it, but then you got last year, didn't play and came out sloppy. So there's two sides to the coin. I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer here. It's just a matter of 
what, what do you do organizationally? What do you do from a head coach? If you play your guys, then as a fan base, we'd be used to the injuries happening in preseason. We'd just be like, hey, that just comes with it. But if you don't play your guys and somebody mm-hmm. gets hurt when you decide to do it, we'd be out here. How, how pissed would you mm-hmm. be, you know, if, if Cooks went down, Lamb went down, Dak went down, TP went down in the first series of a meaningless preseason game? It'd be sick. True, true, but we also but we also look at it like this too. That Dak went down last year in the first game. He didn't do. He didn't have no preseason. You know what I'm saying? Well, so said, there's, like, there's two sides to it. Know. There's the 2021 where you didn't play him and he went off in week one. Then there's 2022 where you didn't play him and he had a terrible game in week one. So there's there's two sides to the coin that we literally have seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me me personally, man. I think more more or less for me is like. I just want everybody to be on the same page. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as the starters and the, the uh, offensive line, stuff like that, the defensive line. You know what I mean? I, I kind of want to see some of some of them dudes just play a couple, play a couple series. But like you say, those guys, we it will be it, it's it's a double it's a double coin because you don't want to like you say you don't want to go out there in a meaningless, meaningless game and somebody say ouch. You know what I mean? Not so even I even just I, say I ouch, get but get, I get, get that. You know, be done. But yeah, it. it... <sighs> Yeah. I hate the I hate the conversation. I just want to get right. I just want to get to the season, man. I want to get to the season because yeah, me too. <laughs> just get to the <laughs> damn too, season. Man. Yes, sir. All right, Sky, man. That's all I had to say, man. But yo, man, like let's just be. My thing is like this. Let's not be too hard on Mozzie. We know it take a couple years for the defense uh, the defensive tackles to come into their own. Anyway, you know what I mean. We can't like like guys been saying. We can't expect him to be a Warren Sapp or or a. Uh, Dominican Sue coming straight out of college. We can't expect that. He has to learn, and he's going to learn. So, you know, let's just be a little bit patient, you know. But, we, but that defensive line was looking a little bit we, – we, we do look high, though. But we're we going to see, though. All right, Scott, man, thank you for uh, letting me talk, man. Yeah. I'll holler later. Appreciate you, bro. All right. Yeah, I, I keep finding myself just back and forth on this, man, because part of me wants – let me mute here – Part of me wants, like like Reese said, I want, kind of want to see the first team. But another part of me is like, Motherfucker, for what? For what? For what? You know, just wait till we get to the season. You know, um, somebody said health health is the most important thing. You know, it is. Just imagine if that was one of your, your starting guys, man, an important piece. But again, also it's football. Once the regular season starts, Somebody's going to get hurt. That's just the way it goes. It's just a matter of is it risk versus the reward. I do not think the reward is is that great for the risk. That's just me personally. Uh, would I would I sacrifice some early season? When I say early season, I mean first half, maybe first game rust. Would I sacrifice that? I think I would. I think I'd sacrifice early game rust for a seven, hopefully twenty game marathon. Where after that, you're good to go. Now, you want to get out there with the dub. You don't want to lose. But I don't think it's an easy answer. I don't. I don't got the answer, Sway. I just want to get to the damn season. Uh, 970, what it is, what it do? Hey, Tyler. This is Sonny for the 970. What's good, Sonny? Let me save you, man. Cowboys. <laughs> What's up with you, man? Hey. Talk to you. Hey, I've been hearing a lot of good things about you. 
really? you know, watching the other people talking to you. Your name's been brought up a lot. You've been doing a lot of good things. Thank you, sir. You keep up the good work. I mean, you really have. But, hey, I got a question for I actually got a couple. But my main one, I called it the law last night. I didn't have a chance to say what all I wanted. But my main thing is, how's uh, that Robinson kid that got drafted, that running back, how's he doing in his uh, – preseason have we seen him in preseason at all playing yet for the cowboys no not for the cowboys he was the first oh, running oh, back oh, oh, oh Bijan, Bijan. yeah yeah he, uh, Bijan. have we heard any have we heard how he's doing yeah i mean his first carry of preseason went viral on twitter but but yeah i don't i haven't been following Bijan's. oh i just yeah. curious who's having a better year out of these running backs from so far deuce if we're talking about production Deuce Vaughn has, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying, I think Devon, I don't know, but I got a feeling he could be the rookie of the year. I look for big things out of that kid. He's got a he's got a heart of a lion. Who's that? The, our running back. Oh, oh, Deuce, Deuce, Deuce. Yeah. Deuce, yes. I mean, just that run he made where he ran and made that, made that cut and ran it. That guy, yeah. you know, in Seattle tried to, I mean, that was just, that's just stuff you just don't, you know, you got to learn that. You got to know how to do that. Yeah, you're right, man. You know, and my second question is, I'll, I'll, I asked Wall the same thing. I'm curious what your answer is. Between Dak Prescott and Michael Parson, who do you think it's more important for to get Mike, um, Dak Prescott to get the MVP or Michael Parson to be TVC Player of the Year? Oh, that's fun. Uh Ooh. So, so the question is most important. Yeah, I'm just curious. I, I, I'll tell you what Law said. What his answer was. Well, I, I'll, I'll give you mine first. So, so, if it's most important, I mean, if your quarterback is the MVP of the league, th- that means okay. that you know that's. Look, I love Micah. I love defense. Yeah. But if your Q is the MVP, that outweighs okay. everything. I, I don't want him to be the MVP of, of the regular season. I'd rather him be the MVP of the postseason, but that's a different discussion. So. I will go with the quarterback. I'll go with Dak, and I think that's the more important thing. Okay. Because well, my, Law went the other. Law said uh, it, it probably wouldn't matter to Dak. He doesn't really care. He would say that you know he put more praises receivers than sure, Law's sure, like, Sonny. Sure, Michael but, Parsons is more important for. That there's a, so you said more importance. Michael Parsons. Yeah, that's the same. That's the same thing I asked Law. Yeah, yeah. Michael Parsons hasn't been Defensive Player of the Year in the last two seasons, and he's been an elite defensive player, arguably should have been defensive player of the year, right? So if Michael Parsons is not defensive player of the year, he still can be one of the top two or three defensive players in the league, right? Yeah. Dak Prescott hasn't yeah. finished the season as a top two or three quarterback yet, but if he finishes it as the number one, that changes everything. Every You know, that, that that's a whole different ball game, especially going into the postseason where I think you would have this confidence now of finishing games, and I'd imagine he would have had some comeback games, some – Big plays and clutch moments and whatnot. So you go into the now, postseason feeling much better. You think this year? That's very well possible, correct? Uh, I mean, considering what he has. I mean, look, if the offensive line stays healthy, that's yeah. If the is, is the is the are the skill players there? Do you have an offensive scheme that will put him in position to have really good numbers? Absolutely. But what you have to take into account though is other teams too. A guy, Patrick Mahomes, you know, who year in, year out was going to throw you 50 well, touchdowns and give you 4,000 yards gonna, and go 14 I'm gonna, wins. I'm going to so. beat that. I don't think uh, I don't think Kansas City's going to be in it this year. 
I really don't. And I don't think Sam Cisco's going to be up there either. Well, and I, I and I and I don't believe Philadelphia is going to be there. So that's just my opinion. And I <laughs> no, think I love Buffalo's it, I love it. So I I'm, mean, I'm, I think Buffalo, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to be the uh, dominant teams like everybody thought they were going to be. Gotcha. Gotcha, Sonny. You know, that's just my opinion. Just and, you know, I could be wrong, but, you know, hey, I'm I'm a Dallas. I think here really it seems like, then you know, our, our defense uh, digs, he could very easily have <laughs> oh 15, 16 interceptions again this year, correct? Who's who's that? Diggs. Yes. Did he have that his second year? Yeah. Yeah. Eleven picks. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah, 11. Yeah, 11. Fifteen. Boy, if he get fifteen interceptions, I'm going crazy. No, it was eleven, correct? Yeah, yeah eleven. Still quite a bit. Huh? I mean, you know, now is he? Now is he, it seems like to me that he's starting to intercept that ball more and more during practice too, like oh, he yeah. did the second year. Yeah, so that you, makes me think that he's getting ready to go off. Well, I, look, I think Diggs is absolutely going to have a fantastic year. He got Gilmore on the other side. He got this pass rush. It's now his fourth year in the league, you know, so he's getting more experience at the position. Yeah. Diggs is 100% going to continue to solidify. Now, he's what's a top the champion defensive player of the year? Slim. It's only Third happened. Slim. It's only happened six times. A defensive back is one defensive player of the year. I, I don't think he's good. If he couldn't get it. Getting eleven interceptions—the first time that's happened in forty years—I don't think. Yeah, and who was who won the defensive year that year? Who was that that won that that year? Oh, uh, chat. Who won defensive that, player of the year in twenty twenty one? Was that Donald? Was the Rams? Was Aaron, that year, the Rams. Uh, was that Super yeah, it might have been Aaron Donald. Was it Aaron Donald? Did Aaron Donald win it that year? Somebody in the chat will let you know. What Nick Bosa? Nick Bosa yeah, was like T.J. Watt. The there you go. T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt won it that year. Oh yeah, and he could very well. You think if he gets fifteen now, if he goes from eleven to fifteen, if he gets fifteen, he wins. I don't get. Uh, no, I don't give a damn if he gives a thousand yards. Fifteen interceptions is, is defensive player of the year worthy. Man. Even if Michael Parsons ends up with thirty sacks and he ends up with fifteen sacks, <laughs> thirty sacks. Well, well I mean, what's my, what's the chance? What does Michael Parsons have to do to be Defensive Player of the Year this year? Just keep doing it. Just just con- just keep being Micah, and, in- and he's gotten better every year. If Micah gets better this year. Micah will win Defensive Player of the Year. That's how I feel. He'll, he'll what's get you. He got to do have like twenty five plus sacks. No, nah, he don't, don't got to do that. Now, if he breaks the sack record, he's going to win. That's a guarantee. But if, if what my, is the sack record? Twenty two and a half, I believe, maybe twenty three. But is that all? Is that all? Yeah, that's 22. That's a lot. I think he's going to get to the quarterback more than that. Well, he I mean, I understand. He gets three shots, you know, unless they go for it on fourth down and get to. He said that's I mean, that means he'll have to play four times each time they play, you know, yeah. four shots. How many Sonny. times, how many snaps does he take a game? Sonny, I think he will get to the quarterback three times a game. It's a matter of finishing, right? So he'll get three pressures. Yeah, but can he, I realize can he that. I yeah. realize that. Hey, hey. Yeah, I got to let you go. I know I'm kind of overboard. It's okay. It's okay, Sonny. I talk to you like once every month, so I appreciate you calling in, man. Hey, I do too, and I'm I'm glad you gave me your answer on that, on, on yeah. the MVP and the defensive. Because law thought it was more important for Michael than it would be for 
That was just his opinion. I'm glad you gave me your opinion. I agree with you, though. It would have been more for Michael. Yeah, yeah, than, yeah, yeah. I mean, more for, for, for more, I mean, more for Zach than yeah, Michael. Not, yeah, yeah, dude, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, not All Michael right, Parsons. Well, talk to you later. Keep up the good work, boss. Thank you, Sonny. Let me, All right. How about him, Sonny? Let me just tell you how phony I am. Because if we were on Vach's show, Y'all know damn well I'd have been going crazy. <laughs> Vodge, bro, you in here? <laughs> so funny. But but I don't talk to Sonny that much. You know, once in a while, you know. I did like the question. But from your lips to God's ears, Sonny, 30 sacks, 15 interceptions for Micah and Diggs. Let's go. My man said, what's the sack record? 22 and a half. 20. That's it? That's all? Ah, he's getting that. That's a lot. That's a lot, Sonny. You know, that's not, that's not small. But, um, question. I didn't get a chance to, <laughs> brand, <laughs> brand management, I didn't get a chance to see y'all answer. We got Authentic in the building. Shout out to my bro, Authentic, man. Uh, <sighs> more important. Dak MVP of the, league, of the league or Michael Parsons defensive player of the year. I didn't get a chance to go through and, and peep the answers. Myers said I'm still on 30 sacks. And again, hey, dog, if we get 30 sacks, as Vach would say, we're going to jail. <laughs> I want to see these answers. Dak MVP, Michael defense player. I, I truly do believe it's Dak. I think we've seen Michael Parsons be the best or second best player in the National Football League from a defensive standpoint, in my opinion, his first two years. So even if he doesn't win, he still can have that type of impact. He just doesn't have the award. As much as I like Dak, Dak has never finished as a top two or three quarterback at the end of the season, right? So if he finishes as number one, I think that changes the entire dynamics of going into the postseason because we have limped, and I know this sounds crazy. You go 12 and 5, 12 and 5. But we have limped into the postseason offensively. Very, It's been staggered. It's been, what's the word I've been using for two years? Weird. Looking weird. So if you mean to tell me Dak wins MVP, which I'd rather be in the Super Bowl. But if Dak wins MVP, that means that your offense has been playing, for the most part, really clean ball from start to finish. And you're going into that postseason with an entirely different mentality on the offensive side of the ball. So I got that. All right. Nine four five. What it is? What it do? What's good, Scott? What's up? With you? I ain't gonna count, man. No, no disrespect to my boy, man. Who just got don't out do of it? Mind, don't do it to I, don't do it. To I, I see why. I see why niggas. I, I mean, I, I ain't good. Even good. You good. You good. You good. I see why people be uh saying we some delusional fans, man. <laughs> like, I, like, like, man, you proving Stop. everybody on ESPN and them right. Because, like, I swear, I'm like, bro, what is bro? Oh, man, like but we, we we, amongst us. Now, if Sonny going out there and he, and he, and he telling, you know. Yeah, he can't do that in public. No, yeah, you know, no, you know, no, You know, no, you got no, that yeah. little slow cousin. You know, he, he, he can do certain things in the house, but when we go to Luby's and to the buffet after church, he, he can't just be, you know, we got to make his play for him and everything. We take him straight to the table. We don't need him interacting with everybody. <laughs> Real talk. But I mean, now, he ain't lying, but go ahead. <laughs> but uh, 
I, I got one. I got really two things I want to say. One is, uh, what's up with the kicking situation? Is we gonna be good or like? So that that like that. I don't think that been a big topic, and that played a big role in our loss last year or or in the playoffs last year in general. Yeah, dude did miss like five kicks in the playoffs. I like think that. it was crazy. I think he missed six straight or seven straight. It was six or seven? Six. He missed six straight extra points from the end of Come the regular on, season to the Niners game. Six straights. Wow. But yeah, yeah. So kicker situation. Brandon yeah. Aubrey's their guy, bro. Uh, they like his leg. He has a he has a booming leg. He has a strong leg. Now, we didn't get a chance to see much of it at training camp because they weren't kicking deep balls out there in Oxnard. Maybe we'll see it this week. One of the first things I did last year, bro, at training camp, uh, one of the first notes I wrote when he came down here to Dallas was about the kicker. I wanted to see that kicking competition between, I think it was Hallelujah and uh, Brett Maher last year. And that's one of the first things I'm going to take note of tomorrow is is what is Aubrey looking like indoors uh, from deep, from an accuracy standpoint. Since they cut my man, he has been better at practice, but I'm not going to lie to you. This is a guy that, that doesn't have college experience. He hasn't been in big games or nothing like that, so so I'd be, I'd be faking the funk, bro. If I told you I ain't worried about it, I, I'm going to have to get through some games, bro. you know, for him to make me feel better. And, and, and my, I, am I tripping or did kickers just used to be better? Like, am no, I tripping you're not. Because I don't remember... Like, I don't know. Am I tripping? Or is no. kickers worse than they used to be? You know, that's so wild you thought you, you say that. I used to be able to run down at least 15 kickers back in the Like, I could give you boom, 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 boom. I'm talking boom. about automatic guys. Right. Like 15 automatic guys in the league right guys now. That, like, guys no, that yeah, were, I can't do that no more. That you know going to be on somebody's team for five years, you know, at minimum. Like, these dudes are going to be on, bing, 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 bing. You could just kind of name them. Now, I don't know if it's the – you know what it is maybe, bro? So, extra points are moved back. You know, it's not two yards off the two-yard line no more. So, you know, it makes it harder for extra points. Kickoffs are moved up. So so now, you know, you don't have to have a, a big leg guy all the time. Um, analytics are saying go for it on fourth down. So maybe kickers just aren't as valued as they once may have been before. Or maybe we just getting old and we don't remember everybody's name no more. <laughs> so. Nah, I, I'm saying like Scott, like on a like not even value, cause we could talk value all day. I'm talking about on a talent standpoint or kickers. Like, what's wrong with like? It seems like kickers not good no more. Cause why we can't get a good kick? We ain't had a good kicker in a minute. Well, if we keep it, it seems like every time. Like I don't understand. Like, cause like everybody was blaming that last game on Dak and on all these guys, which it was a, a, a team fault, but. I think people be forgetting that we didn't have no faith in the kicker when we went into that game. So we didn't use him in certain situations where it would have been logical to use the kicker. You know what I'm saying? It was multiple times in, in that 49ers game where we should have kicked a field goal, but we didn't kick a field goal because we didn't have no faith in brother. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? that's fair, but I'm going to push back a little bit. There was also times where you just needed to convert in the red zone. Right, and you didn't. You oh, yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was for sure times like that. But I'm just saying it was it was – it was like matter of fact, am I, I'm thinking because I think Dak threw a peak or something. I don't know, man. I don't forgot that guy. I'm gonna leave that in the past. But uh, the the red zone pick was I only second like, down, though. Like that, I don't think a kicker would have changed anything there. The the play call was stupid, and then you compounded it with the pick. That that, that ain't had nothing to do with the yeah, kicker. Yeah. If you're talking about yeah, 
you're on the 35, 30 yard line. It's fourth and two or fourth and three, and you say, "Man, we wanted points here, but we got to go for it because we don't trust our kicker." That's a different story. There was a situation where they were on the other side. Actually, it was that driving they, like, through the pick for it and actually got it. Yeah, then yeah. They, they, then they uh, he went for it and got it, and then after that, two downs later, he threw that pick. That's what I'm thinking yep. about. That's literally yep. what, that's what happened. That's the one. That two that he went for it on fourth, he got it. But you want him to I'm go for it, right? He went for it. He went. He didn't even go for a fourth and short. I think he kind of went for it like a little fourth and something. Yeah, it was that I thought they should have kicked on. Oh, but oh, okay. They so, didn't kick on it and stayed on the field, which resulted in a positive. Oh, he, he don't got do the, the conversion. Don't do the butterfly effect on me. So you basically saying? But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He, I'm just saying though. It's multiple times where you supposed to be able to win, man. We need to be able to trust fam, them. Fam, in, fam, and fam, fam. There's that, no. And, and that, there and is no way. To effect. I I hear you, but the, I'm just I'm going I'm going I gotta I gotta poke you at this one. There's no way you telling me you would have rather kicked the field goal there as opposed to getting first and ten inside the twenty. Hey man, hindsight twenty twenty. So uh, of course I would have, because back end up on the peak. But I'm just saying though, like but I'm not even, no even dude take that, the result. that I always want to go. I'm I'm not. I ain't gonna lie. I'm slight conservative a little bit. I don't always be want to go for them four downs. You know what I'm saying? I trust I trust my D, and I and I'm supposed <sighs> to be able to trust my special teams. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I I don't know. You know, what I ain't gonna I, I ain't know. gonna get, I ain't gonna get on you too much about it. I ain't gonna. I'm a but, conservative I, dude though. I ain't gonna lie. If I'm playing mad, if I'm playing mad, that's the only way I'm gonna do something like that. So you that's was, a game that don't matter. These games be mattering, so I'm not finna just. So you was a Jason oh, Garrett yeah, let's fan. Let's just go for it on fourth ground every time. Like nah, hell no. Nah, I mean, you don't gotta go it. for it every time. But if you if you are sitting on a 43 yard line, and it, you know what I'm saying, it, it, you trust your defense, even if you don't make the make it, that your defense is gonna hold them. To nothing or a field goal, it is so much more benefit to go for it right there. Yeah, I agree. Because I can I go get, I can go get seven dice, and not three. Yeah, maybe it's good three. To roll the dice yeah, maybe when you, when you got them guys out there though, we ain't even had them guys out there anyway. But uh, off of that, I'm gonna go to my next little thing real quick, and I'm gonna let you yeah. go, man. Why well, say like the first year? And I don't know how many years that we really won in the free agency. We lost in the we lost in the draft. Like I don't, like I don't know because like if dudes won your best draft pick, this draft was not a success. Because what round did dudes won get picked in? Sixth round. So you okay. so, so you think dudes is going to be the best? best pick? You mean best pick as if, of if right he, now after two games, or you think when he it's all coming said, out? He coming out. He he finna probably had a best season rookie year. I don't think that's crazy though. We we actually talked about this right after the draft. Deuce Vaughn was one of the guys that said that could have the biggest impact on this team, regardless because of a, it's a running back position. And if he wins the RB two role, as everybody's calling it, or he gets a- actual packages and snaps, he could easily have a season where he has six hundred rushing yards, two hundred receiving yards. That is a hell of a year. Like that's just the the, the nature of the I position. I do agree on that, though. You know, and if yeah, let's back. just yeah, let's just say Mozzie Smith. Like, it, you know, isn't going to get you a bunch of sacks, but he impacts the run game. It might not look as sexy, but he also had an impact as well. So, you know, I, I don't think it was ever far-fetched to think that Deuce Vaughn, given the running back room, could have more production in year one. Yeah, but but I just feel like one, for, for sure, one, one pick, I'm still kind of like, bro, what the hell? Like, bro, I'm still looking at, looking at, I'm looking at Luke. Like, Luke got to show me. I don't know about the rest of the bases. 
But Luke for sure got a, bro, a second round pick on a tight end. We already had three four tight. We already had three tight ends. You feel me? Like not saying don't draft one in this draft, but on that second round though, brother. Nah, brother. Like, 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 like. It's looking. That's looking real bad. That's looking like you. I'm gonna use one of your words. That's looking real weird. That's looking real weird. And I thought. Did you about, see my reaction from the jump when we drafted him? I'm like, who? When they when they said shoot, man, I'm like, who is that, bro? We ain't even talking about, bro. At our when we were talking about potential tight ends, he did not come up none. I mean, like, he, who is butter? He came up when we were. If you watched our draft shows, he came up. But it, did you see our reaction on the draft show? I mean, that's man. I ain't even see it, bro. Yeah, I was bro. at the bar when they had it, brother. I was just yeah, like, man, brother, that, that, that right there hurt my heart, though. Yeah, I was not happy. Um, again, he here though. I root for him to, to, you know. But I'm, yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue here with you. I'm feel the same way. I'm not. That's a pick that I just didn't understand, and I didn't like it. But I'm hoping that he does something for us, right? And then look, he's put together two. I shouldn't say good games or anything like that, but they weren't bad games. He, he's blocked well. He's caught the ball. He's Done tight in two things, so it's not like he's out there hey, being horrible. That I don't like, bro. I actually think he okay. I just like, bro, that second round. Yeah, that I second round though, like I wasn't trying. Cool. I would have took like cool people and everything. Yeah, there's so but many different people. Second I round, he twenty five. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, you tell he me. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wasn't I wasn't ready to take him there, man. Hey, dog. Appreciate the call, good brother. Appreciate it, Scott. Yes, sir. My man would have loved Jason Garrett. Tell you that much. But at least he kept it a bean. You know, I, I'm conservative by nature. I'm conservative. Uh, that is a, that's an interesting hindsight, though. Let me ask y'all the question. Even with the results, because I'm, I'm going to give y'all the results, because I could easily say take away the result, right? But I'm going to give you the result. The result, it ended up it ended up being an interception, which before, after, before that, it was the injury to uh, Tony Pollard. Do you, he's basically saying punt because I think it was too deep to kick a field goal or attempt some 60-some yard field goal uh, as opposed to going for it. Knowing that you went for it and you con- and you and you converted. You got to the red zone with a chance to score in the playoffs, by the way. This is this is not a regular season game. This is a game where, you know, you score a touchdown. That's big when you got a defense that you got. I don't have a problem with that decision. Um, I don't think that was a situation where it was because of the kicker. I, have to, I can't remember quite where they were on the yard line, but – because you could have just punted and pinned them back and, and, and then just and just went that route. But they converted it. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, I can't predict what's gonna happen after that. Hell, who how we know he punt the ball and then Michael gets hurt. You know, we we don't we can't predict the injuries there. So I'm okay with, with one and two going for it. Uh, but there are instances where hey, and, and these are the instances where I agree where hey, just punt the rock. Third and whatever backed up after your your offensive line, I'm talking Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm talking Houston, Texas. Your offensive line is getting worked. We're going to go right back to back and do shotgun, no help, you know, on that side of the ball, and you get sacked and there's an interception on third and forever, as opposed to, hey, man, dump it off, screen, uh, draw, and punt the ball. That's where the conservatism, to me, comes into factor. But when you're on, a, when you're on the line of getting a touchdown or something, and you're on the other side, and it's not some far-fetched, down the distance, oh man, come on, yeah, all day. Look, it's even more worth to go for when you know you got a defense that if it doesn't happen, they're not going to give up a touchdown. Maybe they get the ball back for you. So I'm on the other side of that one. 
I'm on the other side. I don't mind him going for it. Sam said arguing hypotheticals is pointless. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's get to some of these super chats. Let me see here. Boom, boom, boom. And wrap this thing up. Usually day after the games, there's going to be some uh, some overtime. So I, I definitely factored that into it. Appreciate y'all for being here, man. Fantastic show today. Do me a favor if you're enjoying these things. Uh, hit the like button and subscribe. And then look, if you are new or if you are been here, if you've been here and you've got friends or family that are on social media and they're looking for a place to go for cowboy stuff, you got to share this. That's the important part, right? Is share it and continue to grow this thing. All right, super chats. What is today? The two one. We got boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Ty just dropped five. Appreciate you, Ty. Supporting super chat. the channel. Thank you, good sir. Uh, John Williams also dropping one is just super chat. Supporting the show. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. B Bird, what's good, B Bird? Hope you still in here, bro. Super chat. He said, if Steph Curry is missing threes, the thing that you don't want to do is send him to the free throw line. Extra points where the kickers free throws. Yeah. And he was missing them. He he missed, I think it was six straight, right? Because he missed five straight in the playoffs. And I think he missed one against the uh, Washington football people. So he missed six straight extra points. And that's why I was okay with just moving on. Because the when, when that psyche gets broken a little bit, man, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Where my head is, kicker-wise, if it's not going to be Aubrey, which I think it is. They speak highly of Aubrey. Uh, Mike McCarthy constantly goes to the podium and, and, and loves Woody. He's young. You heard, I think it was Jerry Jones talk about a young guy. And I'm not opposed to a young guy, by the way, because I do want my next Dan Bailey. But if this doesn't work out, my eyes were squarely circled on the Chargers. They got Hopkins, Dustin Hopkins, and uh, what is his name? They call him Dicker the Kicker, pause, but that's his last name. I'm just saying, his last name. I was looking at those two guys because both of them, Hopkins at least, has been proven in this league. And the other one was a young guy coming out of Texas that everybody likes. So I'm looking for a young guy to, I want to be the next Dan Bailey, man. Like I, I want I want our guy, I want a next Dan Bailey, a guy I can count on for five years. And we don't got to, Maher, Hallelujah, Garibay, uh, Zerline, and we just back and forth, back and forth, snip, snap. I'm tired of that. <laughs> I know it is. I think my wrestling got in my head, brother L. Squared circle. That's what they call it, right? Squarely circle. Ah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So, rest of the week, this is what we're doing. Tomorrow, actually today, heading down uh, to the star. Going to meet up with Vots. We're going to kick it for a bit. And then tomorrow morning, I'll be doing the morning show out of, not the star, but I'll be at the Omni. So I'll be doing the show there. We'll check out practice. Um, and then I believe we'll be doing Vots' show in the evening on Tuesday. I got to confirm that. But I believe we're going to have evening shows the next couple of days. Then Wednesday, same thing. I might actually believe it. I might be here. But Wednesday, we'll be doing the show uh, live later. And then we'll be... Heading to Reg, Reg and KG, yes, the get right on 105.3 Fan. We'll be on there 
um, and we'll be talking ball with our guys. Shout out to Reg and KG on 105 through the fan. They they show us so much support and they do fantastic work on the radio as well. So uh, we'll be there. So jam-packed week, man. We got Cowboys camp. There'll be a family night down there. So if you're down there and you see me, just don't just don't hit me with a Don Trail. Don't, don't hit me with the you know who you was with. I was with Vach. I'm telling y'all that right now. I was with Vach. So I will see y'all at camp. Um, if you're there, if you're not, you'll see me on the show and you'll see me on Vach's show. Later on, Mo will be back on A to Z Sports Primetime. Make sure y'all continue to support my guy Mo and hit me up on Twitter. Ask Guy Walker Steel. We'll pick up uh, yesterday's game or Saturday's game. We'll pick that up tomorrow and then kind of give you what I'm looking for out there at practice. All right? If you know, you know. 100%, brother. L. Love y'all to death. Appreciate y'all. Let me hit this button and get up out of here. Thank you, Sam. He dropped two, and he said thanks for the content. Thank you, brother. But keep on keeping on, man. We ain't done yet. We got a lot of things up our sleeve, so stay tuned for that. Appreciate the special guy. We out here. Peace. Shout out to the Bomb Squad!